I've always wanted to say this. We've got breaking news right here on Locked On Bama. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, and Jimmy. Just as we're coming on the air, I'm talking literally as we're coming on the air, Isaiah Faga, who you and I have spoken about so many times here over the last couple of weeks, has flipped his commitment from Utah to Alabama. Huge stuff. I I really like this commitment from Central Phoenix City. Going to put a picture up about him, but Jimmy, tell us about him a little bit more, even if we've already talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about uh, Faker quite a bit here because we're both fans. I think it's, first of all, just watch the tape. I mean, and I'm trying, I'm saying all this from the basis of he's not super highly rated right now. I mean, this is a kid that's probably going to go up in the rankings uh, as uh, as the ranking season progresses. Again, any ranking right now would just be a kind of a midterm. It's the midterms, right? The finals are, are, are this season and late in the season because kids don't get their official ranking until the rankings are final. So his ranking as of today is just basically the results of, uh, of, of midterm grades. So let's see where his rankings end up. But regardless of his rankings, just A, just watch the tape. It's, it's, it's really impressive. He has a major motor. I mean, his motor is fantastic. It reminds me a lot of Curtis Perry. We signed two cycles ago in terms of just his relentless intensity on the field. Uh, he also plays against a high level of competition at Central High School, Phoenix City. So there's that. But here's two other things I want people to consider when they're looking at Isaiah Fega. Number one, he was committed to Utah. And while I know that doesn't uh, make a lot of headlines in the SEC or Alabama, ask yourself this, because I know if you're listening to the show, you know college football really well. Ask yourself this. Of uh, I'm going to list the top 15 programs in the whole country at the line of scrimmage. Who's good up front, offensively and defensively? Utah's going to make my list for sure. Probably even better than top 15. I think they're easily, easily the best program in the Pac-12 at the line of scrimmage. I think everyone agrees with that. So they do a great job of evaluating line of scrimmage talent. And they're the ones who jumped all over Fega very early. So for that reason alone, if you don't trust Alabama and their evaluations, look at Utah and, and their line of scrimmage evaluations. And secondly, if you're like, no, no evidence from that. If he hadn't flipped Alabama, he was flipping to Texas. Who's their defensive line coach? Bo Davis. If there is a defensive line coach that is discussed any more on Alabama message boards than Bo Davis, uh, I just won't believe it. Bo Davis is discussed nearly daily because of the high amount of respect Alabama fans have for Bo Davis in his time at Alabama. So don't complain about our defensive line recruiting because you can't wait to hire Bo Davis and then not be excited about getting Fager because this is somebody Bo Davis wanted. So when you combine the fact that Utah was taking him very early, Bo Davis wants him, and the fact that Alabama's on the A-list here, Alabama hasn't come anywhere close, not even within a three-wood of the B-list. It's, it's June, signing day six months away. Alabama's only asking their A-list kids to commit. He's on A-list. So don't get too tied up in his current ranking, which is only going to rise, 
uh, I'm excited about this guy, not predicting superstar status, just saying he's going to be a solid SEC player, solid, uh, probably a guy that needs to gain size and strength. Now, he's, he's bigger than his listed heights and weights. Uh, Andrew Bone, when he was at Alabama recently, Luke, uh, I think he measured at 6'2", 280. Yeah, and again, that's not huge. I mean, it's it's funny to say that's not huge. I mean, yeah, it's huge yeah. if you run up on it at the local yeah. gym, but I mean, it's not huge at, at yeah. the University of Alabama. But he's, we call we call Curtis Perry small, and I was walking right. behind him on the sidewalk a few days ago. <laughs> he's only small compared to like NFL linemen or right. professional wrestlers. Right. You know what I mean? Curtis Perry is a pretty large, athletic-looking human being when you're just uh, walking next to him on the sidewalk. Yeah, and, you know, I talked about this on a show I go on in Montgomery every Wednesday at 1220. Just shout out to uh, ESPN, the ticket there in Montgomery. But um, I, they were talking about, hey, got some. we're going to talk about commitment dates for kids coming up here, some that have announced. And I said, yeah, you know, any minute now it feels like uh, – this Isaiah Fega could could make a move. Um, I, I don't know when it'll be, but I do think it'll happen. And lo and behold, it happens right. I mean, you and I were texting like, ready to do a podcast? Yeah. And then you're like, hold up. Got some Isaiah Fega stuff. And so, uh, and you also called him Mount Fega. Is that a thing or is that something you just said? Uh, I think it was something I probably texted accidentally, uh, but uh, let's, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Well, it's funny that I don't, I don't know that that's his, his nickname, and, and we were a little bit behind. He actually committed. I mean, uh, his uh, his graphic, you know, a little inside baseball. His his graphic that he, he tweeted was actually from Rivals, and I don't work for Rivals, so so we were we were a couple of minutes behind on that on that one. But I'm just laughing about it because because honestly, it's been rare. It's been rare that. Uh, but but you know, we knew. Fega was very likely to be committing to Alabama uh, at BOL. We predicted this flip. I think it was this weekend, Sunday, that Andrew Bone, Tim Watts, Joseph Hastings are all like, oh, I'm, I'm going to the RPM now. He's he's on flip watch. Uh, but sometimes we know that, but we don't know the moment, right? So uh, about 35 minutes ago was the moment. Pretty big. Uh, yeah, and I called it breaking news on here. Just let me have our moment, Jimmy. Don't try and shoot me down. It's breaking news to us. I mean, like, if I get a cease and desist letter from Rivals, I will, I will do it. But until then, and look, I appreciate the good people over at Rivals. Good. I, I know y'all broke it. Just throw me a bone. <laughs> it has been pretty rare, and we've been doing the show for a long time. It has been pretty rare that we're literally texting each other and going, all right, let's do the show, let's do the show. And then we got to, like, whoa, timeout. A kid just committed. Uh, it, it is pretty rare, but it's big news. Um, it is going to uh, – th that was something Doug Amos, the host of the ESPN show that I was on today. Um, I don't want to make it sound like it's ESPN. It was, a, oh, it was an ESPN show. You know what I mean. And um, so he said, look, Alabama's average rank rating for a player is like blowing everybody out of the water. Um, and I said, yeah. I said, but that number is going to come down. That average is going to come down because you're going to have guys like – uh, Faga commit. You're going to have some other guys that, you know, maybe some other three star offensive linemen probably that we've talked about on here that maybe don't move the meter as much, but Alabama loves them. And that's what matters. And I said, in the end, this is going to be a number one, number two, or number three class, just like always. It's just the way it's going to be. And so don't get caught up if the ranking, I mean, if the rating goes from 94.8 
and then FEGA commits and it goes to 93.9 or whatever it goes. Um, it's going to be fine. Uh, and that, and uh, we both believe, I think I'm speaking for you here, Jimmy, we both believe that Isaiah Fega will eventually be a four-star, right? I think so. I think there's no reason for him not to be a four-star. When I watch this film, I, I'd say national top 250 is fair. I wouldn't put him in the top 100, to be Agreed. honest, oversized. Uh, that's the size is the reason I wouldn't have him in the top 100. I think the top 100 is reserved in my, my mind for kids who have prototypical NFL type measurables, a guy that you project to be, boy, he could be a high draft pick because look at that frame. Uh, I don't think Fega has that, but, but Alabama didn't draft him to play in the NFL. Alabama's drafting him to play in college football. So uh, as a college football player, his frame is fine. And I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, again, uh, uh, he's also going to play a unique position for Alabama too. You know, we play a, a, the odd man front. I think he's a good, you know, nose guard type players. And I'm calling him a nose guard type player uh, or good fits in the three, four, even at the defensive end positions that we use. I, I think that he's sort of similar to uh, here's a name. Uh, I, I would go like Damian square. I think it's a pretty good comp for him. I haven't used that before, but uh, you know, square ended up playing freaking 10 years in the NFL. Um, I think Damian Square, in terms of like his size at commitment, might be a little shorter. But, but again, uh, I, I like this, and he's a good fit with Jeremiah Beeman. I talk about this all the time, too. When you're not signing superstars, what you want to do, Luke, is sign a bunch of guys who have different traits. He's different than Beeman. They're both good. They're both good prospects. But Beeman's sort of a longer, rangier pass rusher. I look at Faga as more of a run game disruptor. I mean, Faga is not going to be a 10 sack guy. Beeman might be. Beeman could be a 10 sack defensive lineman one day. I think Faga is more of a penetrating disruptive presence in the run game is probably what he's going to do best long term. I think we could use some of those. Um, all right, Jimmy, let's tell everybody about uh, Bird Dogs. You know I love Bird Dogs. You love Bird Dogs. I've talked about them a bunch. I'm going to put it down there, birddogs.com slash locked on college. I'm going to put this picture up again of me and my son outside Yankee Stadium. I promised everybody I would be wearing my Bird, bird Dogs at Yankee Stadium. Not, And I'm not wearing them because I promised it, even though I like to keep my promises. I'm wearing them because they feel so good. They are so awesome. They, it's just it's like you're wearing nothing at all, Jimmy. Um, Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. I know. I didn't know that I said it's like that. Um, sometimes I have to do a double check, make sure I've got them on. Uh, I love these things. And you know what? I appreciate, I'm going to look it up here in a minute when you go on a rant about something. Uh, one of our listeners or one of our watchers on YouTube said, man, I bought some bird dogs because y'all, and I'm buying some more because I love them so much. And I want to give him a shout out. I don't have it in front of me, but I will give him a shout out here in a minute. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. Go there. You will love these things. I promise you, just get, try one. Try one pair uh, or a polo. And if you don't love it, Jimmy Stein will give you your money back. That is <laughs> an asterisk. I don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, birddogs.com slash lockdown college. Go try them out. You will absolutely love it. Also, this week, we're going to continue Jimmy Stein's countdown. And that's going to be a big theme for next week. I mean, we say that, but we also know some commits are coming up. And that's one thing we're going to talk about here on the second half of this segment is big decision dates for some commits. Uh, two big ones, in fact, have been announced. And I know some other ones like uh, Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick have said, 
you know, we're going to shut it down in the summer. They probably won't shut it down, but they say they're going to have their final decisions later on the summer. But I did want to bring this up, first of all, Jimmy. And this is why I hate the NCAA. And I hate, well, the NCAA had nothing to do with this, but I hate, I, I still hate them. But uh, that Alabama in the ACC, SEC Challenge will play who? Clemson. The one you didn't want to play. The, the one, you the one team. The one team that took no thought, that took no creativity. It took nothing. Look, North Carolina, Tennessee, that's the matchup. I think that's pretty good, and I buy it. I'm with you. Okay, that's fair. They're geographically close. Um, You know, Tennessee's been a great program. North Carolina is North Carolina. Uh, You want to do Kentucky and Miami of Florida? Okay, Miami. I get that. Miami got Jim Laranega. I mean, he's 106 years old. He may not have another opportunity to go to Rupp Arena. Okay, I'm fine with that. But Bama Clemson, and on top of that, Virginia Tech and Auburn is just flat lazy. I mean, you could have, first of all, you could have done Auburn, Virginia, which I thought was a no-brainer. And maybe a lot of people won't get the reference, but I think Auburn fans would have been just frothing at the mouth, which is what the SEC and the ACC want is passion there at these games. And then – I mean, give Alabama Boston College. Give us Pitt. Get, I mean, let us welcome in NC State. I don't necessarily want to go to Raleigh, but let's welcome in NC State. Or for the love of all things holy, even um, Wake Forest, and let's harken back to Rodney Rogers days. But, the, whatever. Anything but Clemson. And it's not a shot at Clemson. I want Clemson fans who happen to listen to this accidentally to know, I like your program. I do. I did Clemson. But I'm saying it sort of feels like that's the laziest matchup there could be. You could have done Florida Clemson and Bama Wake Forest just switch those two. And I feel like everybody goes, okay, that makes some sense. I mean, you could have done, frankly, I think it would have been cooler. And I think this would have taken some foresight. But you go Kentucky at Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest hadn't been that great lately. But you take Kentucky at Wake Forest, and all of a sudden, Wake Forest has a reason to be there and be rabid. Like anytime you play Kentucky, right? And you take Alabama and Miami. That makes sense. 92 Sugar Bowl highlights everywhere. It's awesome. But no, we can't do it. We've got to play Clemson. And I'm going to quit talking about it. Now we're going to talk about commitment dates. Casey Poe has announced he's going to be committing on July 12th. Is that right? Is it July 12th? Yeah, I think that's right. I believe I believe that's 100% and right. Caleb Odom is July, is it 5th? Yeah, earlier than Poe. I think the fifth sounds right. Yep. Okay. Just, uh, week. That's they next probably week. should have researched this. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it's hard to keep in, but I, I can tell you, this is what I keep up with other than the dates. Uh, who are they going to commit to? Uh, and I like our chances with both uh, not guaranteeing anything uh, because any, something could change. I think if it was today, they're assigned with Alabama. Uh, I think at the time they set the commitment date, Alabama. Uh, but as we've seen in other cases, uh, let's see what happens on those dates and we'll see what happens on signing day. But uh, I'm optimistic that, uh, that that these kids are going to choose Alabama. A little worried about Caleb Odom with Miami. A little worried about Casey Poe with Oklahoma. But, uh, however, I, I think both are going to choose Alabama, and they're both elite prospects, Luke. They just don't play what I would call, you know, super sexy positions. Caleb Odom is the fourth-ranked tight end in the nation. That's a pretty – that's a pretty big deal. If you're the fourth tight end the draft, you're you're about to be rich. You know the fourth tight end is uh, is good. And and on top of that, Luke, you know of 
even though he's fourth, he's taller and longer than the three guys ahead of him. And that's a, that's an NFL, mar- what I'd call a marker. Uh, I mean, that the NFL's well, try to find a bunch of six, two, six, three tight ends in the NFL. They're not there. They're all six, six, you know, they're, they're all guys with long arms because they want tight ends who have a great catch radius who can also pass block, you know, so they want longer armed guys and that's Caleb. Uh, so I'm excited about him. Casey Poe is one of the nation's best interior offensive line prospects. He's not ranked super high uh, in terms of like where he is in overall, but that's simply because guards and centers don't, don't get ranked as high as tackles do. Uh, Casey's an interior player uh, in terms of a guy that everyone pegs as, as playing on the interior. There, there's only a couple guys ranked higher than him in the nation. And he's from Texas, comes from a football lineage. He's would be, Big time pickups, Luke. I think both of them are fours and are solid fours. I would put Caleb Odom and Casey Poe both in the top 100 nationally. Uh, just personally, uh, based on experience, I would have them somewhere between 75 and 100. Just okay. myself, you know, I'm not sure where where every service has them, but I'm, I'm thinking that's probably in that area. But I, I would have them between 75 and 100 in terms of, these are national top 100 type talents, just not guys that are going to, you know, even scare five-star status. But, uh, hey, that's okay. Uh, there's, there, there's not many of those guys. Uh, you got to love Caleb Odom at, at 6'4", 220. I mean, that's – again, we we probably six, thought – Huh? Is he not 6'6"? Six, six? I think he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm looking at on three, and it says 6'4", right. but maybe he's grown since right. last time. Pretty sure he's six six now. Okay, but but we'll, then you we'll, gotta I'll love him. Even, I love him two inches more, Jimmy. <laughs> two inches more. Um, okay. And you know that's all. That's how we all define love is by the inch. <laughs> um, all right, Jimmy. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about Jalen Key and what kind of impact he think we think the UAB transfer can make this year. And we're back. Uh, let's talk a little Jalen Key. This is a guy that Alabama got to transfer in from UAB. It's kind of hilarious right now that they got him to transfer in from UAB because Trent Dilfer, very famously, who is now the head coach at UAB, went on a, a Rick and Bubba show, I think, and said, I wish some coach would try to come here and poach some of my players and get in their DMs. I would call them out. And I'm like, yeah, we've already got Jalen Key. Uh, so, but, but maybe uh, – you know, maybe he meant it some other way. I don't know. But I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, uh, they talked about it today on uh, Sirius XM uh, Full Ride or whatever. And uh, so, Jalen Key, do you think he's going to make a big impact this year? Uh, I think he could. Uh, he's definitely a good player. He would have been like a first-team all-conference type player had he had he stuck at UAB and just played out at UAB. Look at him. I mean, this is a, this is a thick, big safety who can run – I hear that he runs a 4-4-40. You know, there's a lot to like. I mean, his impact on the field last last fall was substantial. I mean, this was an all-star performance for him on the field, and he was going into this season as a first-team All-American Athletic Conference-type player and a guy the NFL is going to take a look at, no question. Uh, Now, he's entering a situation in Alabama, though, where – Hey, look, it's not UAB. It's not even the American Athletic Conference team. But a lot of guys at Alabama would be all conference if they played in that conference, including some of the safeties like Caleb Downs, who even though he's a true freshman, um, you know, we don't need to go over how, how much we think of Caleb Downs, who basically exited the spring as a first-team player, first-team starter. 
Uh, Malachi Moore is a guy that could be an every down safety this fall. He'd have to beat him out. I think a realistic projection for Jalen Keelu in terms of uh, assuming Caleb Downs and Malachi Moore are the starting safeties. Uh, I know me and you are big fans of Christian stories, still am. I, I think I think this could be one of the battles for a starting spot that's off the radar, but fascinating. Everyone's going to talk about quarterback. Everyone's going to talk about the running back rotation. No one's going to talk about the battle for the sixth DB spot. Who's going to play money? Is it going to be Christian Story or is it going to be Jalen Key? But that's sort of how I see it. Now, we haven't even got to fall camp for all I know Jalen Key is going to go out there and prove he's the best safety on this football team. I would be surprised but not shocked if that's the case. Uh, and, and you could always have Malachi play star, which opens up another spot at safety. So he's going to be in the mix, Luke. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. to. That's why I have him ranked where he's ranked, about 48th on the list in terms of the, the ranking of 48th guy because I'm not convinced he's going to start. But I am convinced he's going to be in the picture because – like I've said before, these top 50 guys, the top 50 on the team, they're all in the mix, and they're all going to contribute good or bad to what the team does this fall. These guys are in the mix. This is the this is we're getting into what amounts to the 2023 football team, and Jalen Key is on it, and he's going to make some level of impact. Will it be as a starting safety? Will it be as a six DB? Will it only be on special teams? But uh, he's going to play. I, I like him a lot. I'm going to put the picture up for him for those on YouTube again. Uh, look at the arm length there. I mean, that, that yeah. that's something that you, you, you got to like. I mean, and, and you couple that with speed. I mean, you can't just be this long-armed dude who can't run. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, – I, I hear, I, I I hear he's running a full four. I mean, I, I think he can motor. What's weird is he didn't play much maybe until this past yeah. year. I mean, if we're going to go on negative in terms of like, what are the negatives here? He went to UAB redshirted uh, one year, two year. Barely played at all at UAB. And and, and you're like, what, why is this? But then he finally gets on the field, and he was only a part-time starter. This guy's only started about eight games. I think he started eight games ever. Uh, but in those eight games, he had like 80 tackles and three picks and four some fumbles. And it's like, how did how was he not playing? You know, so no, we'll see. I agree. It's – look – that's why he is where he is. I mean, we we can sit here and wax poetic. At the same time, the reality is he has not been like this uber contributor for a uh, much lower than power five level team. So right. I, I think that's, that's another reason why uh, Caleb Downs will be much higher up the list than where right. Jalen Key is. Um, but when Key, when Key got in the portal, his phone blew up. And if he wasn't at Alabama, he'd be at Florida State. Which, yeah. by the way, is you know they've been quiet for a while, but that's yeah, they're pretty good. Top ten program really is. Let me give a shout out to Terry at Terry Glass two seven four for buying those bird dogs. Hey, if you tell us you bought the bird dogs, uh, we will we will give you a shout out right here so that the whole world knows. Um, and then you can send us a picture. I'll put your picture up. I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy. Uh, so let's uh, end it right there, Jimmy. We will be back tomorrow. More of your countdown. Who knows? Maybe another commitment. Uh, we, we, didn't didn't talk about Grant Nelson. we didn't even talk to Gra about Grant Nelson. We should have. We'll, we'll Congratulations. That was a big shock. Everybody yeah. else on the show kind of knew that was coming. But we'll, we'll go more in-depth about Grant Nelson and the impact he'll have on the basketball team tomorrow. But, yeah, Grant made it official today that uh, he's coming to Alabama. We've known that for a while. He just had to finish up some academic stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I, I don't know all the facts, Luke, but
but to be eligible to transfer, you must be academically eligible. Now, I'm not saying what, I'm just, I just know that's a rule. You must be academically eligible at your institution to transfer to another via the portal. Um, I mean, again, in the end, it's, it's kind of all academic, no pun intended, because he's going to be playing professional basketball. So I'm not super worried if he can pass Econ 301, if that's such a class. But I can. I can. I know. There's no chance. Uh, anywho, uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, roll tap. Roll tap.